Welcome everyone to the Take It Home Podcast. I'm your host, John LaRocca. And on today's episode, I'm not going to review any shows or any matches. I'm going to talk about actually a continued discussion of what Gary Gonzalez and I talked about on the Fight Game Podcast this uh, this week on the Wrestling Observer site. I'm going to talk about the elite returning to AEW. Um, on the Fight Game Podcast, Gary and I talked about how we would bring him back. And I mentioned that, you know, I wouldn't bring him back. And that kind of ruffled, you know, some feathers of AEW fans, or I should say the elite fans, who just adore these guys. And I get it. That's cool. You got your favorite wrestlers. You like him, And I know you want him back. I get it. I totally understand. And, and that's cool, you know? But me, I've just been looking at this these past few years of AEW. From Kenny getting injured to, to the rise of guys like, well, CM Punk in AEW, MJF in AEW, um, Brian Danielson's run in AEW. And I just, you know, I just feel like with the elite, all that stuff got really cheesy and corny. And it was cheesy and corny, honestly, when it started AEW. But it, but it was the start of AEW. You know, AEW had to start somewhere. Tony Khan saw this fan base that the elite had, and he he saw a good starting point for a wrestling company with these guys. And that's totally cool. I totally get that. And they were an important part of the start of it. But I'm not saying they're not important at all. But this has been three years now of AEW's existence. Three years. A lot has changed AEW. A lot of new names have come in. A lot of more experienced names have come in. A lot of more successful names have come in. Um, you know, you have bigger stars coming in. With the, Like CM Punk was... The biggest guy on the roster when they signed him. You know, and he came in and did really good business for AEW. Uh, and it's so funny nowadays, everyone just dislikes this guy. And I understand. He he was, you know, a tough guy to deal with in WWE. He's, he's in in he's a strong personality and and I don't know every little detail of what happened behind the scenes AEW. But when it came to what was on camera, the quality that he brought to AEW show, I'm going to miss that guy in AEW. And I was never really a CM Punk guy. I, and, you know, I was and in WWE. I thought I, he was good, but I just didn't see. I, I still saw, saw other guys above him, right? But AEW, he was clearly the top guy. And all his stuff was really well done. It made sense. It felt like pro wrestling. Um, he clearly had a vision of how he wanted to present wrestling. Very serious programs that drew interest. Programs that got you emotionally invested in their pro in their feud, and then. To the payoff of of a big match at a pay view, he wanted you to spend your dollar 
to watch them conclude their programs in their in their in their heated rivalries. I still say the best feud of 2022 is MJF versus CM Punk. That program that was great, really good stuff. Um, and and so everyone's like, so now that Punk is gone, sounds like they're going to be a buyout of his contract, and you know he wants nothing to do with AW anymore. And now that we saw the video on AW Dynamite this week. The elite are coming back, though. As I mentioned on the Fight Game podcast, um, what I took from that video was they would show the highlights, and then there'd be a still shot of them, and then they would burn away. And that the closing shot was the AEW logo burning away. And I, I just feel like the elite, the Garrett's like, how would you bring it back? And of course, I said I wouldn't bring it back, but it seems like to me how AEW is going to bring it back. I think they're going to be heels. And I totally forgot about Don Callis. So Garrett reminded me, like, Don Callis will be part of that package that comes back. And can Don Callis' character be a babyface manager to Kenny Omega? Um, and it just doesn't work. Don Callis is a natural heel. So the Elite will come back, and I'm sure they'll feud with the Blackpool Combat Club. And maybe this will be good, good stuff. Maybe it'll be some good stuff. Maybe we'll see the Blackpool Combat Club bring out a more serious side of Kenny Omega and Young Bucks. I don't see that happening. I don't think the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega are capable of doing that um, because there's no one there that's going to tell them to be serious. You know, New Japan was different. They, of course, but there's a big difference between New Japan, Kenny Omega, then AEW, Kenny Omega, in my opinion. In AEW, they, they, they're the EVPs, and they did what they want. They did their storylines with that Hangman out of Page. And it just was so teen drama. I call it CW Network TV drama, uh, teen drama stuff. That's what it felt like. These long looks and pouty faces and I'm talking about emotions and all this stuff man this is pro wrestling it's about issues between two people and people want to fight and people want to win a championship and people want to and you know there's grudges and, and it's just this this stuff of like but you're my friend we don't know what happened oh it's just lame stuff and I understand it works for a certain part of their audience. Their hardcore AEW audience that love that stuff. Love those guys. But this is not no longer just a, about this the hardcore core audience. This is about building a new audience. This is about growing that overall rating, right? Growing that past a million viewers. You know, they're at a million, a million viewers to, to get past that, to get up to 1.5, to get up to 2.0, to get up to 2.5, right? That's where they want to go. I mean, if you look at Rampage, they do what? Eh, 408,000 overall views. So let's just say that's their range. That is their range of the hardcore, hardcore AW fans. I mean, 
there's <laughs> you have dynamite doing like a million viewers or nearly a nearly a million viewers and there's like you know over 500,000 who just don't even care about the checkout rampage no matter if you throw a John Moxley on there or you know it's, it doesn't matter they're not going to watch it you know those those viewers won't watch it but the hardcore the hardcore are going to watch everything they're going to watch dynamite they're going to watch rampage they're going to watch dark and elevation and all the little videos that get posted on twitter to set up matches the next day like there's those those are the hardcore the hardcores there's about 480,000 of them right but they have guys like CM Punk that was bringing in a whole new audience there's a lot of people that remember remember when CM Punk returned to to wrestling which and debuted in AEW there's a lot of people that stopped watching wrestling together but liked CM Punk and came back to see CM Punk He brought a whole new audience to AEW. And like I said, I'm really upset that we're not gonna see him anymore. And the style of wrestling that he was he was he was brought. And that, you know, honestly, I still don't think we need the elite in AEW. I, I really don't. I think AEW will not be hurt by them. They wouldn't skip a beat. And honestly, I think it, it would just get better. And this show this past Wednesday proved it. I thought it was a very good show overall. Though I didn't like the last 45 minutes. Um, the Rio-Jamie the Rio, Hader match was a rough and a little bit too long. John Moxley and Penta was just there. Um, you know, they had a, 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 a very shocking closing angle, I thought, on the show. Which they haven't had in a very, very long time. With the uh, the firm turning on MJF, is this the part of a long con by MJF, or is he going to be a babyface? But even looking at this card, there's back to really good wrestling. I thought the tag match the opener was good. I thought Danielson and Guevara was good. Um, trying to think of the other match that was on there that was pretty solid match, and they. It felt like they don't need they, they have Brian Danson, who if we remember earlier at the end of last year and earlier this year, had a great run as a heel. One of the best runs. I, I first I was against Brian Danson turning heel. I was like, why would they do that? He just got there and not a turning heel. But holy shit, he was tremendous. And it only lasted for a few months. And then he's back to Trying to form the Blackpool Combat Club. I don't know why they got rid of that heel of Brian Danielson. That was money. I still say they should have put the belt on Brian Danielson. He should have defeated Hangman at Page. And it should have been Brian Danielson for CM Punk for the title at the May Pay Review. That would have been a bigger deal. Bigger money. And I know Tony's loyal to. His guys, the guys he started with, Hangman and Page is one of those quote-unquote pillars, I guess. And one of those those foundation roster members that he wants to that he wants to build and and make one of the focuses of AEW for now and in the future. But unfortunately, Hangman and Page, when he was he was on fire in 2021. 
And instead of crowning him in September because he took time off for a pregnancy, his wife's pregnancy, and, and, his, and, the, and the birth of his first child, some momentum was lost there when he took off. And when he finally won November, yay. But it didn't, it didn't feel like as it as a big moment as it probably would have in September when people were just wanting that so bad. They wanted Hangman Page to beat Kenny Omega. They got in November, but they really wanted it in September. And I understand the reasons why he took it off. And I, I get it. But at the same time, it's like, it's not like this is the 80s where you're on tour, you know, seven days a week. And, you know, you have no time for family. But AEW tapes once a month, maybe twice a month, or twice a week. Sorry, once a week, twice a week. And, you know, maybe three times a week, depending on the pay-per-view. And, and you know, he definitely could have made that September pay-per-view. Could have definitely won the title there. Still had time to do stuff to families. And still time to make TVs on Wednesday. But, anyways, he didn't, and he won the belt, and when he won the belt, it was, he won the belt. Yay. And what did they follow up that with? Lance Archer, right? And Lance Archer <coughs> has already been established in AEW at this point as being a guy that gets a title shot and loses. He beat Moxley once, for the, not even for an AEW title, for a New Japan title, and he didn't even pin him. He just won a last man standing match, you know. Just a bunch of, you know, a garbage match, basically what it was. But he didn't do much. He didn't gain much out of that. You thought he would, but he didn't. And so Pagan Page had a couple matches with Lance Archer, but again, no one believes Lance Archer's going to win. Lance Archer's the Buffalo Bills of AEW, right? And that really, again... Took momentum away from Hangman Page, and it was already was already already. The man is already almost gone at that point. What are you saying? Johnny's a champion. That momentum gone. Are you crazy? No, it was. You could feel it. Maybe I just felt it. Maybe because of my experience booking, you know, there's stuff that you just feel. And as I'm watching stuff, you know, I'm just saying, what would I do? What do I do? What do I do? And back in September 2021, I'm like, they have to, he has to win. The crowd wants this their fan base wants this he is extremely hot right now hanging on pages this september is the time at the pay-per-view to beat kenny omega didn't happen happened in november and and they had a bad a poor follow-up in lance archer lance archer is the male version of nyla rose nyla rose that's her you know and it's like a a big you know she's she's Nyla Rose is that when there's a new champion and the first up, Nyla Rose, the former champion, to get a shot and lose. No one, no one believes in them anymore. They've been there for three years now. No one believes in them. So Hangman Page just now has lost the momentum. Now he's just now his reign isn't as doesn't feel as special. Then here comes Brian Danielson, shockingly turns heel. Custy's tremendous promos as a heel. His work as a heel is brilliant. He is turning this crowd against him, this crowd that loves him. He's doing some brilliant work. And that, and I know Tony has a plan. He has, he has things laid out. And he seems to be a guy that just can't, he can't 
veer off or 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 do something just kept pulling on going do an audible and i'm sure he has the times but he he stuck hangman was his page hangman page was his champion he was gonna stick with him but man i would have totally put brian danson over as the world champion and lead to a match with cm punk and again that would have been huge in may brian danson heel champion for cm punk it would have been tremendous. And if you would avoid all this nonsense with with CM Punk and and you know get upset when Hayman Page went into business for himself and all that stupid drama that happened. That was so unnecessary. You could have had Danielson in that position. And then you know what? They would have done business and it would have been a great match. And Punk would have won there. It's unfortunate Punk got hurt after. And that kind of derailed his momentum. And then they did the whole internet internet title thing with John Moxley, and then that got crazy with <laughs> unifying the titles and doing the match on live TV on free TV <laughs> instead of doing it on the pay per view where CM Punk would win. They had Moxley win first, and then CM Punk uh, regains the title of the pay per view, which I always say was a huge mistake it also i think led to a lot of frustration from cm punk's camp how all that went down i can't imagine actually i know cm punk wasn't a fan of the idea of you losing his title to john moxley at the time and then winning it again in like a week at the pay for you. It just doesn't. It, it. It. Why would you do it to your biggest star? And I. And I. You know. I like John Moxley, but CM Punk is their biggest star. And now you have you know Kenny Omega coming back, and he's come back from injury, and he was doing his thing like he's not you know because you know, he had a laundry list of injuries, right? I mean, it's well documented. Very beat up from all his time wrestling in Japan and and you know his style it just takes a toll on your body. And he was they were doing the story live. He's one hundred percent and and they're building up to the trios title, which I thought was lame. I mean, K Mega being one of your top stars in the beginning, former world champion, put him back, get him ready for. CM Punk versus Omega. Maybe they were never going to work together. Maybe that was, you know, CM Punk obviously made that. They, they the issues were there. and They're probably never going to work together, which is unfortunate. And that's why they kind of focused on the elite Mega Bucks going for the trios title. And they're going to make the trios title an important title. And listen, we're not in Mexico. This is not world class in 84, 83, 84. Six man tag team belts historically in the United States don't mean much. Yes, Dusty Rhodes and the Road Warriors were six man tag team champions in NWA that have feuded over it with the Russians. But once that was over, 
It was forgotten about. They had him, but it was forgotten about. It was literally created just to do this feud. And then dropped. When when, when Dusty got fired and from the NWA. WCW in 1991 brought back the the WCW six-man. They, they created a new belt, I guess, technically. And... You know, back then I was a kid and I was like, wow, this is cool. This is going to be great. And quickly I realized it was just another belt on the show that's taken, you know, taken away from the other belts. It's just there. Didn't nothing. And what happened within like what debuted and, um, yeah, had like a nine month run in WCW in 1991. Didn't really do anything for anyone. You know, Freebirds looked cool with the six-man tag titles and U.S. tag team titles at the time. That was it. Not much. They've never really been important here in the United States. Other than in that one territory in Texas in with a very hot Von Erich versus Freebirds feud. And, but after the Phoenix Freebirds feud, can you tell me the great feuds over the great matches of the w, the world-class six-man tag team titles post Von Everest Freebird Freedom. Can you tell me? You don't, because it, it, it just it was a it was a prop for their feud, and that was it. Again, in Mexico, it has some importance. Actually, to me, honestly, Mexico championships really don't have much importance if you really think about it. The mask is more important, obviously. The hair is more important. That's about the championships in Mexico. <laughs> yes, they're in they they have six man tag team titles because they have six man tag team matches a lot. But you know, the, when's the last <laughs> big six man or trios tag team title match in Mexico? The main matches you talk about are the mask matches and the hair matches, right? So technically, they're not the most, these belts, six-man title aren't really that important. But here it is. Elite are going to do their, they're going to go for the six-man tag titles. They're going to be the champions because they're going to do the matches that they want to do. And those matches, honestly, are the same matches every time. Nothing different. Same flips. Same, uh... You know, multiple near false finishes, kick it out of every move. You know, it's exciting. It's a lot of moves. And when it's over, you forget about it. It doesn't stay with you like the feud of MGF and CM Punk. Their chain match, their matches on their pay per view. You know, those you remember. I remember. Brian Danielson defend the t- you know, challenging for the title against Hangman Page and those and their classic matches. I thought those matches were great. The Broadway six minute Broadway, I love that match. One of my favorite matches of the year still. I said earlier, AW had to start somewhere. Tony Khan had to start somewhere, and he started with the Elite. He started with Kenny Omega, Young Bucks, Cody, Hangman and Page. Things move on. He's, Tony announced, you know, he had to start off, you know, gathering a roster of talent. 
some I thought well, he was he should have never brought in. I mean, I was just looking at this roster now, and I see these people that are still here and just draining the pocketbook of Tony Khan. You know, I'm not I'm not hating on these people for you know, I'm, I'm happy they have jobs, but to me, it's like, why am I paying Sunny Kiss to do what? To do what? Why am I paying Serpentico to do what? Sean Spears to do what? <laughs> As I, you know, I'm looking at this. I'm looking. I'm trying. QT Marshall to do what? Peter Avalon to do what? Why is Peter Avalon on my roster? <laughs> it's just, it just, it just makes no sense to me. Makes absolutely no sense. Nick's, Nick Carmarado. Everyone's like, oh my God, he has so much. He, come on. Come on. <laughs> Michael Nakazawa. Matt Seidel. I, know, I like Matt Seidel. He's a, he's, a, he's a good wrestler, but what's he doing? Just wrestling on Dark Elevation? You can get anyone to do that. Hell, you can have Matt Seidel do it, but I would just give, you know, per... Per basis, per appearance, you know, I want to pay him a contract. You just, hey, if we're in the area where you're close to your your town and it's driving distance, yeah, we'll use it for dark elevation or maybe maybe on even on dynamite to do a job to someone. Doctor Luther, <laughs> that guy's just laughing to the bank. And I can I can look at this roster and go on, but at the same time. There's a lot of guys that are money players that are just not be used right now. And I kind of always go back to Ricky Starks and Will Hobbs. I still say, big mistake, breaking those guys up as a tag team. Those guys should be, should have a run at the, at the AEW tag team champions. They have this great dynamic. The powerhouse and powerhouse Hobbs. The cocky, arrogant, flamboyant Ricky Starks. It was a perfect combo. And then they just broke him up. They had a little feud for a few months. That Starks came out on the end on top. But where are they now? Maybe they're hurt. But where are they now? Why why can't they still have a promo? Why can't he Starks? He won the feud. I get it. He should be on there doing promos. It's just these little start and stop programs do nothing for anyone. They just they get a little momentum and it's just completely stopped because on the next thing. But you don't need the elite when you have Ricky Starks in the, and Powerhouse Hobbs. And that might sound crazy. Oh my God, how can you say that? Because Ricky Starks and Will Powerhouse Hobbs are still fresh. We've seen what Kenny Omega and Young Bucks bring. The CW teen drama stuff. Which just was not working. This last year and a half, I would say. The heel run of the Young Bucks was not working. I thought that was a make big mistake. I thought they I think they're better as bay phases than their heels. Their heel work, they just always want to be Shawn Michaels wrestling Hulk Hogan for SummerSlam. Doing it with the tongue, tongue in their cheek. 
it just it doesn't get heat. It doesn't get heat doing that. It makes what you're doing look goofy, and it makes your opponent look like a goof. So no one's getting over, in my opinion, when they do that. And so if you bring it back as heels, and they're going to do that again, I just I don't think it's going to work. I'm more open to bringing back the Young Bucks as baby faces, as baby face tag team. There's a program, still at least one match with FTR, and that's another thing. Let's look at let's look at the Young Bucks, all time great tag team. I still say they're pretty overrated. I've had many debates with Dave Meltzer over it, about it. Him and I, good friends, and we get together, we get together, we talk about it. You know, nice. You know, he loves them. I just think, eh, a little overrated. I think there's there's talent there, but overrated. And FTR is far superior than them. Far more popular than them. The acclaimed, far more popular than them right now. They have plenty of good tag teams to really build on something, you know? To really, they don't need them. They don't need them. They got the gun club, young, great tag team. They have a t- they just signed the kingdom. Matt Taven and Mike Bennett with Maria. Great package. Great team. If they, you could get whoever that damn Turner executive doesn't like the Briscoe brothers on your roster. You know, shit. Where the bucks start? They start falling. They start falling on that list. And this might sound all crazy. Everyone's right. You know, I'm sure people listen to like, John, you're crazy. They're huge stars, but think about it. Did you really miss them? Really think about it. Really think about where you're really missing the Young Bucks and K Omega since since the last, since that baby where Punk blew up at the press conference. No, were you missing K Omega when he was hurt? Honestly, I wasn't. When you have Brian Danson. Doing what he was doing. Yes, CM Punk doing what he was doing. MGF doing what he's doing. Even John Moxley doing what he's doing, right? There's so many guys on this roster now that would just be more interesting for, for television. Kenny Meg is another guy like the Bucks. When he was a heel with Don Callis, he's playing heel. He was a parody of a heel wrestler. It just, it didn't work, in my opinion. MGF got heat because you believe he's an asshole. Brian Danielson made you believe he was, he was he, he was a far superior wrestler. He's far above the people. He's far part of his roster. You wanted to see the Bayface kick his ass. I think AEW needs to go a little more serious. Needs to go that way because that was the best stuff. Look at it. CM Punk, MJF, FTR, and their and their wrestling, their style matches. I'm so glad they were on TV this week. My God, as a tag team. Focus. You want to focus that on stars that you could really 
build. I don't think Omega and the Bucks are really there to help. Really, I think they're there for their own good and not for the others. When you do the the tongue-in-cheek heel work and the goofy bumping and, oh, my God, I'm hurt. Oh, my God. Just, you know, you, you don't, like I said, you don't do anything for anyone. You're not getting your other guy, the other guy over there. I, I, you know, they have so much talent on AW roster. That's just so underutilized. Eddie Kingston just finally showed up on TV this week. I was happy to see him. I loved his promo that he did. I'm interested to see what's going to happen. It got me intrigued. What's what's going on, with Eddie? I feel like he's turning heel. I hope not, though, because he's such a natural baby face. He got he, a guy that's just the every man that you want to root for and get behind. And, you know, they never did that in AEW. Yeah, he's a baby face, but he always ended up losing. Of course, part of it's Eddie's, Eddie stuff. I think, you know, if I was in charge there or at least work with Eddie, I'd be like, Eddie, I know you want to, you love all Japan. You love the 90s, all Japan. You love Masawa. Kobashi, Tawa, Kawada. But that's not you, bro. That's what you want to be. In your mind. But that's not you. You're a tough guy from New York. Be a fighter. Be a puncher. Be a kicker. Go in there. People want to see you just beat people up. They don't want to see you doing head and arm suplexes or stretch plums. They want to see you punch. They want to see you kick. They want to see you do a backbreaker. They want to see someone run someone in the post, slam someone on the outside. They want to see you fight, scratch and claw. They don't want to see, you know, burning hammers from Eddie Kingston, right? <laughs> you got enough guy on the rosters doing that shit. I think he would be a, a huge baby face. And they just never got him there. He's popular, but is he, he, is he, he was not as, not as big as he was versus CM Punk. <laughs> CM Punk, I know, it's, like I said, it really sucks. I like it. I'm not the biggest CM Punk fan. But I really enjoyed his run in AEW. I thought he made everyone better who he, he had a program with. Kingston. MJF. He was doing some great stuff, and it sucks. It sucks what the all went down. And it's unfortunate that they couldn't come to agreement and just all work together or all just let, you know. But it's kind of sad to see that. Yeah, I don't know everything that happened, I get, you know. But I just, I just think, I don't know. I feel like we got the wrong... <laughs> We got we got we got the wrong end of the deal here. Cause we were getting such great pro wrestling with CM Punk and whatever he's doing. And now we're gonna get CW drama. And I don't think the fans want that anymore. I really don't. Look at the ratings when they were came back and doing these trios matches and in the main events. The ratings went down, right? I, I, that's why I, stress, I, 
I stand by with, eh, we don't need them. AEW does not need the elite. Thank you for what you did, but we're going to move on a different direction. And, and that's it. You know, they can go off to New Japan. They can go off to WWE if they want, wherever. I'm sure they definitely will find work. No big deal. So, the league coming back, I'm not really excited about it. I really am. Because their stuff just never connected with, with me, personally. And I had people explain it to me, like what is what's so what is so good about it, you know what what do they love about it. And I I'm curious. I, I I like to hear what people have to say. What I, I always I you know I always have an open mind, honestly. And I I will keep an open mind when they come back. But I just you know I just I don't know. I just feel it in my bones. We're gonna get the same stuff again. And if it's good stuff, hey, shit, if they come back, and they are coming back, but when they do come back and it's they've taken a different tone and it's they're more serious and, you know, I'll say it. And I, you know, I want to see good wrestling. I don't want to see their CWT drama stuff. I just don't want to see it. I hope they just kind of cut that out and then maybe that will, maybe they, maybe it will, maybe, I don't know what's going to happen. I, my gut feeling is they won't be EVPs anymore. I think they kind of prove that they're just not, you know, EVP material. I think they'll probably be just talent coming out of this. I think we see the uh, the new roles of guys like Chris Jericho, John Moxley, uh, Brian Danielson. I think those will be kind of like the quote quote new EVPs of AEW. And maybe as talent, King Mega and Young Bucks will be you know won't be able to just kind of do those those that goofy stuff anymore but I don't know call me crazy I still think it's not going to affect business that much will it pop a little bit some you know Gareth's telling me on the, on the podcast they probably help with some attendance that they're having issues with lately maybe short term but I just see their act getting old quickly Especially if they start doing the same stuff. Bringing back Brandon Cutler. <laughs> Nakazawa. Being over top heels. That just, not in a positive way, but just like a, a just like I said, a tongue in cheek. They're the role playing, you don't believe them. People get, I think people are going to get tired of it. I really do. Maybe as baby faces, they have a chance, but eh, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think you can bring him back as babyface because he needs some heels. Really, he needs some heels and to kind of. I think the big program is going to be. I think that what they think is going to be the Elite versus Blackpool Combat Club because Moxley is the champion and basically the focal point of AEW now. He is the guy there now. And I don't know what's going on with Brian Danielson. He's going to split off, and that might be that might be so. And fuck, honestly, for the better, because I think this Blackpool comic clip has really done nothing for Brian Danielson. And this, because this, what's going on? If he's going to turn heel. I'm kind of I'm cool with that. Like be be that Brian Danielson we saw for a few months as a heel. I thought that was tremendous, but we'll see. 
I know I kind of rambled on this show. I was going to cover, honestly, <laughs> I was originally going to cover Halloween Havoc 98. I got to mention that on uh, the uh, a Raw 98 review on the Fight Game Media Patreon Plus. Patreon, uh, $5 a month. Check it out. A lot of great content on there. Um, I mentioned on the Raw review that, you know, I was thinking about covering Halloween Havoc 98 or Halloween Havoc in general. And I was thinking about 96, but then we're going to do, we're going to cover 96 coming up next year of Nitro plus the pay-per-views. And I was like, oh shit. Well, I don't want to do 97 because 97 been done to death with the Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero match and all that stuff. I was thinking like, hey, let's do 98. So I started watching it and I haven't seen 98 in a very long time. Opener, I totally forgot, was Raven versus Chris Jericho. It was a Wrath versus Ming match. There's a random Alex Wright versus David Finley match. Or, and there's a <laughs> there's a Disco Firm versus Hubie to Aguero. The winner of that match meets Billy Kim for the crew title the same night. It's like, of course, Halloween Havoc 98 is famous for two things. Famous for the really bad Hogan Warrior rematch. And also... Really bad that the uh, they went overtime on the pay-per-view. And right during the main event of DDP versus Goldberg, which was a, a pretty good match, the feed cut off for a lot of people. And but I'm, 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 I'm like halfway through this pay-per-view. I, look, I go to look. I didn't want to look at results. I want I just like I, I, I just want to see results. I want to have a fresh take on Halloween Having 98. And... But I was like, yeah, I feel like this pay-per-view is going on. And I still feel like there's a lot of matches they're talking about coming up. So I go to see what's next. And it's like a, there's like six more matches. There's 12 matches on this card. I wonder why they went long. Plus, see all the promos they had on the show. Fuck, they had a Rick Steiner, Marcus Bagger promo. They had a Scott Steiner promo. Talking about their match later on. And then you had a Hulk Hogan come out doing a long promo. You had all this you had Nitro Girls fucking dancing. You wonder why this fucking thing went over. <laughs> Plus these random matches. Like, I don't think it was a niche need for Alex Wright versus, you know, David Finley. Good match. You know, good, you know, not nothing to write home about. It was a good match. But that could have been a good match on Thunder or Nitro. Lodi versus Saturn in a five-minute match. Could have put it on Nitro or, or Thunder. Like... Insanity that they went over in their time. I couldn't believe it. Could not believe it. So I couldn't get it all in. Because as you're listening to this, this will probably drop on Saturday, which is my birthday. And I'm recording tonight on Thursday because I, you know, I got a lot of stuff planned on Friday with family and Saturday on my birthday and Sunday for my birthday. I got a whole weekend planned, right? So I don't want to be recording you know, the podcast on a Friday or a Saturday because I'll be very busy. So I'm like Thursday nights have been a nice sweet spot for my recording times. And and I wanted to, you know, <laughs> review Halloween Havoc, but I just couldn't hit the deadline at least reviewing 98. But I kept Halloween Havoc 98, but I kept thinking about the Elite. I kept thinking about like them coming back and I'm thinking like, they don't need them. They really don't. And I wanted to talk about it more. And I apologize, I rambled. But it's, I don't know. I hope they prove me wrong. I really do. But I, I don't think so. I don't think so. But we'll see what happens. Anyways, thank you for listening to today's Take It Home podcast. 
listening to my ramblings. Um, if you agree or disagree, and I feel like a lot of people are going to disagree with me, you can definitely, definitely let me know on Twitter at LaRockaJL. Um, and, you know, explain to me why. Why? AEW needs these guys. AEW needs the elite. Explain it to me. I don't think so. I think they got a lot of great talent. They got like a young talent on this roster that's coming up that they're featuring. Um, I don't think they, I don't think it's needed. But explain to me why you feel they are, and I'd love to hear your opinion on it. So thanks everyone for listening this weekend. I hope you have a great Halloween. Whatever you do, if you're going to Halloween parties, you have fun. Drink and drive responsibly. Um, and yeah, and uh, enjoy yourself, but be safe. Take care, everyone.